It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Boston Celtics squeak by the Atlanta Hawks after a sloppy finish. The bench comes up big, and Danny Ainge addresses some of the trade rumors. It's the Tuesday Locked On Celtics podcast. Millies, let's go. Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance at all the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's. That's the best way. Melly. Yeah, buddy, 123-115 Celtics win, but it was not pretty. I'm John Corrales of MassLive.com. I've got this thing covered for you. I want to thank everybody who's tuning in, maybe for the first time or the second time or the third time, sampling the show. Hopefully you've listened to enough to subscribe. A reminder to those of you who listened to yesterday's podcast with Gordon Hayward, if you didn't go to RedsArmy.com and get the bonus podcast, you missed... About 20-25 minutes of Chuck and I going through potential Gordon Hayward kind of contract scenarios moving forward. Uh, It was very much like last year's kind of Al Horford thing. So go ahead and check that out on RedsArmy.com if you've got a little extra time. If you didn't listen to it, maybe it's something for your ride home from work if you're listening to this on your way to work or something to maybe pop in while you're at the gym or whatever. So that's available I'm going to go through this game quickly, and then later on I'll talk about some of the rumors that are out there and and a little bit more about what Danny Ainge said. So, Celtics win this 123-115, like I said. Here are the numbers. Jason Tatum shot 50%, 28 points, 24 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists for Gordon Hayward. Jalen Brown, 21 points, 5 rebounds there. Off the bench, the Celtics outscored the the. Atlanta bench, I think it was 41-14, some ridiculous number like that. Uh, The bench was led by Brad Wanamaker, 16 points on 5 of 9 shooting. Grant Williams, 6 of 9 shooting, 13 points there. Ennis Cantor came in and and did a a nice job with his rebounding, kind of like doing what he usually does. 8 points, 9 rebounds, 5 offensive rebounds, 4 of 7 shooting there. Here's how the game went if you didn't see it. It uh, started with uh, uh, Trey Young going off in the first quarter, 17 points in the first quarter. That dude was pulling up from everywhere, shooting from the logo. So here's what the Celtics did against Young there. Uh, they started Javante Green. So no Kemba, no Marcus Smart. They started Javante Green in, in his place. Uh, and it was Javante, Jalen, Tice, uh, Tatum, and Gordon Hayward. So... Uh, Javante comes in, he's kind of checking Trey Young a little bit, and they were switching, and as they were switching, Trey Young just kind of stepped back, and in between the switch, would just pull up from 30-something feet, and he hit four of them, like ridiculously far shots, and they didn't fall later in the game. The Celtics did a better job later in the game. But early on, it was like all Trey Young. And it puts a lot of pressure on the Celtics to kind of step up and guard him there. 
because if, if he's going to be hitting those shots and and that's something he practices, if you, you have to kind of challenge him on those shots. So the Celtics really uh, got burned by him. Uh, Trey Young, uh, that fueled like a, a 9-0 run. Uh, a lot of deep threes actually in that first quarter on both sides. Uh, Gordon Hayward was pulling from from deep in the first quarter. Uh, and, and he had eight to go along with Jalen Brown's nine. So they combined to kind of counteract Trey Young. Jalen Brown, I think, in the first quarter was doing some real, real work down low. He was, you talk about earning, he, first of all, congratulations for the player of the week honor. That type of play that we saw in that first quarter, second quarter, like that was, that was Jalen Brown showing exactly why he was player of the week. Start racking up enough of those player of the weeks and maybe you get a player of the month here or there. He wasn't an all-star and I don't know that he's going to make an all-NBA team. But you start racking up these player of the weeks and you just never know. You do that over and over again. You kind of slip into the consciousness of all of the voters and you say, this dude's been you know, five player of the weeks and a player of the month and you just never know. You never know. He's he's having a hell of a year, and he's had he had a hell of a game in this one. And that first quarter, the way he drove, the way he worked down low, I thought he was uh, just very, very good. Uh, in the second quarter, Brad Wanamaker did a great job in the second quarter, I think, kind of holding things down for the Celtics. That's where he, he really stepped up, and that bench came through. In, in the second quarter, Wanamaker had 10 points on 4-4 shooting. He had a stretch where he hit a couple of threes in, in rapid succession, and that really helped quell a run that the uh, Atlanta Hawks were making. The Celtics outscored the Hawks in the second quarter. They really won this game in the middle quarters, where they outscored the Hawks six, was it, 67-60, to uh, 60, 20-40-50. Nope, yeah, 50 points for the Hawks. Doing quick math here. I've actually got it down. Okay? 67 to 50. That's where they won the game in the second quarters. So, shout out to Brad Wanamaker in that second quarter. Celtics got a little lift. Ennis Cantor in the second quarter did a good job. And they got kind of quick cameos. Tremont Waters, Carson Edwards did a couple of things there. In the third quarter, it was the Jays. It was Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum that really kind of pick things up. Tatum in that third quarter, 15 points on six of nine shooting, three of five from three. Jalen, again, eight points, three of three shooting, a couple of free throws. This is where things, they they really looked their best. And, and maybe because they looked that good, the fourth quarter kind of went sideways. But in this third quarter, it was contributions from everybody. Uh, they did lose Daniel Tice to a rolled ankle. He did kind of come back to the bench. The initial diagnosis with Tice was he got hit in the face, and then he got hit in the, he hit his head on the floor. So they tested him for a concussion. They cleared him. They tested him for uh, they tested his ankle. They cleared that. It swelled up because it's a sprained ankle. We'll see what happens over the next couple of games if he can go. Uh, but it didn't look good. He said he it felt okay, but I can tell you from experience, a lot of very painful experience. Sprained ankles, you can kind of come back and, and play on them. You, you feel okay. You feel all right. And then the next morning, they suck. I mean, they suck. Um, 
it's hard to walk on them. You, you really can't put any pressure on your foot. Um, the good news is, if there's any good news, is the more you do it, the less it hurts. <laughs> also, the less stable your leg is, your, your foot is, but whatever. So third quarter, Celtics really went off, and, and they did a good job in throwing different looks at Trey Young. He didn't do much. Uh, it was only four points on one of four shooting in that third quarter. The, the Hawks... They did overall shoot well, like Colin shot well, Jeff Teague shot well, Vince Carter came in and shot well, but the guys that they count on, Trey Young was one of four, Kevin Herter was 0 of three, so those two guys are are key pieces to the Hawks offense, and the Celtics were able to limit those guys in the third quarter. Now in the fourth quarter, things got ugly. I'm going to take a break we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the fourth quarter and some of the players of the game uh, when we come back here in the Lockdown Celtics. But this is this is a cool thing that we're doing here in the Lockdown Network. You can win two tickets to see the Celtics at the Garden. Or if you're listening, for you're part of, uh, if you're a fan of another team, you can win two tickets to see your favorite team in your home arena, wherever that might be. But Celtics fans, you can win two tickets by guessing the NBA trade perfectly before it happens. We're calling it Pre-Bomb the Woj Bomb. Go to any Locked On NBA Net account on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Locked On NBA Net. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Post the thing that you think, post the trade you think was, is going to happen. Tag five people with your trade and your post. And if you're right, you got a chance to win two tickets to see the Celtics play at the Garden. Or if you have a team, a favorite team, another favorite team at your home arena. So. Trades will be evaluated based on players and picks, not cash. If multiple people win, the first person with the correct trade is the winner. Okay, So if a bunch of people have the same trade, the first person to guess it is the winner. One winner will be chosen across all locked-on social accounts. If no one guesses the exact trade winner, the one uh, the winner will be the one closest to the pin. Okay, That'll be determined by the higher-up. So go, know, and pre-bomb the Woj Bomb. With your trade deadline trade at Locked On NBA Net across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. 
Let the Locked On NBA Network of Podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA Podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That fourth quarter was gross. Uh, Boston Celtics were outscored 31-28. They had 10 turnovers. 10 turnovers. That's horrible. Uh, They got super sloppy, and it was spread all the way across. It's not like one dude went out there and had five turnovers. Two for Tremont Waters. Two for Brad Wanamaker, two for Javante Green, one for Gordon, Jason, Jalen, and Grant. And it all just adds up to 10 turnovers. Uh, that That's just almost, that, that's inexcusable. I mean, you can joke about it, but the way they, they got casual with the ball, it was, it w- was very bad to see. And afterwards, Jalen Brown said that we can't go get casual when... It's, you know, when you're just playing the Hawks, you got to play the game the right way. And that's one of those things. You go back to that beginning of last month when everybody was losing their minds about, oh my God, the Celtics. What's wrong with the Celtics? They're losing all these games to bad teams. This was a little bit of a, a, a reverting back to that. That the Celtics, when things are going great and they're not feeling their best, and they're kind of worn out. They say, "All right, we're gonna just chill." And then they they do s- silly things like this. They have bad stretches where they really look terrible. And thankfully, throughout the fourth quarter, a, a different person stepped up. Like Gordon Hayward, the the Hawks were on a run. Uh, I forget what it was. It was like a an eight zero run. And Gordon Hayward steps up and hits a couple of shots. And you're like, oh, okay, phew. And then they had another run, and Jason Tatum steps up. And then it was Grant Williams, who was 3 of 3 in the fourth quarter for seven points, actually led the Celtics scoring in the fourth quarter. I mean, if it wasn't for him, they could have lost this game. That's that's how bad they looked. Um, but it's if there's any disheartening thing, it's that they really just came out and looked so bad. In fact, it's bad enough where uh, Brad Stevens was joking about, like in the post game press conference, he said when he was at, he was asked about, it, he said, "You ever see Major League? We were pitching like Ricky Vaughn. Like if you haven't seen Major League, he's like throwing, he's like ten feet outside the strike zone, and." <laughs> they were just watching that clip, and that's how the Celtics were throwing the ball around. Um, I'm glad that they were able to joke about it. They got the win, and to channel Brad Stevens, winning is hard. But that's just a... I guess they're lucky that a teachable moment came without blowing a lead, and they're able to kind of continue... Their, their hot play and continue uh, rising up in the, uh, in the standings. They, they're, well, still third uh, at 34 and 15, 
By the way, side note, Philadelphia lost to Miami. Four games behind the Celtics now. You hate to see it. Um, In a way, it's good that they won this game, but you got to expect that these guys can come out and play a little bit more disciplined and put, put a team away. But in the end, ultimately, a good game, uh, a good win, I should say. Not a great game, but a good win. And to get uh, these big performances, another big performance out of Tatum in that third quarter, he's just really, I think, put a lot of things together. And it's like I've said in past podcasts, I really do think that the things that he was working on earlier, that he's, he's really trying to apply them now, it's still not always great. But as Danny Ainge said before the game, their biggest thing, uh, the biggest obstacle with these young guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, is consistency. And you forget that these guys are in their early 20s and that this is going to be part of it. This is part of it. And he said, they're going to be better in two years than they are right now. They're going to be, they're going to have times where it's not, all great. They're going to have bad shooting nights. And I think when you're younger, it, it sticks with you a little bit more. You're maybe a little bit more prone to having mental lapses. Not every young guy, but I think when you're younger, more emotional, you don't have all of that experience that you can, you can kind of fall into some bad habits. I think that's why the older people are wiser. That's you have all of these experience, not all older people, but like you tend to have this experience. Veterans have this knowledge of the league and things don't bother Kemba Walker the same way they might bother Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Same with Gordon Hayward. You know that look, the next game is going to be the next game and this league, this, this 82 game schedule is just such a bear that, you know, a one for 10 shooting night sucks. You don't want it, but Hey, it's going to happen. It happens to everybody. So um, a little more consistency for, for these guys would be great. And I think that it's eventually it's going, to, it's going to come. Just like the last game, this game, you saw all of the reasons why Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum have such high ceilings. Because each one of these guys at certain stretches in this game was fourth, first quarter for Jalen or third quarter for both of them, but mostly Jason, the stretches that they go on where it's like, wow, man, you're really just, you're not, you're not thinking about it. You're just reading it. you you see a guy in front of you and you're like, I got him. I know exactly where I'm going to go. You attack with confidence. You attack with ferocity. You attack to get to a spot. And you know that once you get to a spot, you can make another move that it's not just trying to rise up all the time and dunk over people, which is great, but sometimes just an up fake. Like Jalen Brown had a great drive from the left side across to the right, an up fake. I think he got Collins up in the air and just laid it in nice and easy. Beautiful. Just beautiful. That's what what, what they need to do more of, and, and seeing them do that at this level, uh, it's, it's really enjoyable. Um, and uh, I also think that Gordon Hayward had a just quietly, just quietly good game. Uh, the only thing about Gordon Hayward, he had a few too many turnovers at three in the game. And there was a stretch, I think in the second quarter where some of his turnovers kind of were bad live ball turnovers 
that on his way to the hoop, so often when you get stripped on the way to the hoop, the team goes the other way. Like it, it catches your teammates by surprise and the defense can just get that half step on you and it always leads to a break. So uh, he got stripped a couple of times, which, you know, it's not great. But overall, I mean, 24 points on 56% shooting, 50, 50% from three, three of six, three of four from the line. That's that's a nice recovery for Gordon Hayward after a, a tough shooting night. So uh, those those were your, I think, biggest stars. But again, the Celtics bench, much maligned. Got to give a shout out to that Celtics bench. Wanamaker was so good in that second quarter. And Grant Williams, this is, I mean, he's got a grown man's game. He's got a grown-up's game. Uh, To see him in the post, kind of work a post, and that footwork, the knowledge of how to work work in the post. I mean, he was a post player at Tennessee, so it makes sense. But he's got, I'm just, I'm a a big fan of what Grant Williams brings to this team. Uh, I think as he moves forward throughout the season, He's picking things up that normally a rookie kind of picks up after a season, but he's slowly kind of improving. You can see the improvements coming. I thought he had some pretty good defense on Trey Young after not playing some good defense earlier in the uh, in the game against Trey Young. Um, I thought he just he kind of picked things up as the as the game went along. His three offensive rebounds were huge. Thirteen points off the bench were huge. Just a, a very Nice night for Grant Williams. Uh, those guys did a great job. Okay, taking a break, going to come back. And Danny Ainge spoke, and there are a lot of rumors out there, so let's talk about that when we come back here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. If you're a Celtics fan that has a business, you know that the Lockdown Podcast Network is a great way to reach local fans, local Celtics fans that are passionate just like you and unlike another podcast that's out there. Lockdown gives your company a unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a locked on podcast listener. So if your company wants to connect with Celtics fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this locked on Celtics podcast. It's the number one Celtics podcast on all of iTunes. So you know that you're going to get bang for your buck and local fans love to support local businesses. So text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockdownpodcasts.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help you achieve your goals and locked on advertising success. That's advertising, text advertising to 33777 or visit lockdownpodcasts.com slash advertising. And we look forward to hearing from you. Denny Ainge was on TV and he addressed some of the rumors Clint Capella is a rumor that's out there. Boston Celtics reportedly talking to the Houston Rockets about Capella. Uh, there are some. There's been some talk about Gordon Hayward, as we talked about. Uh, so I will say regarding Gordon Hayward, and again we talked that about that a lot in yesterday's podcast. But 
it came up on the low post podcast and, um, Brian Windhorst of ESPN in the midst of the conversation said, I'm very confident that Gordon Hayward is not getting traded. So he said it in a almost smug tone. Like, yeah, I've got inside information and that's his job. He's supposed to have inside information. So he basically said, there's like an almost zero chance that Gordon Hayward gets traded. So Gordon Hayward out of the mix, forget it. He's not getting traded. Danny Ainge said that in very interesting comments, he said on NBC Sports Boston before the game uh, that, quote, we're going to look to see if there's a, there are ways to strengthen the end of our bench. And then he adds, but I think we like all of our guys. But then he throws this other thing out there. We probably have, I think, too many really young guys. So that's an interesting little comment there that, Too many really young guys. What does that mean? Who gets moved? Is it Romeo? Is it Carson? Uh, It may be one of those guys that gets moved in a deal to strengthen the end of their bench. So we've talked about that. Um, What's the, what's, what's the move? Is it, is it Capella that brings some help to the Celtics and then, by virtue of moving somebody that was in the starting lineup to the the bench, is, is that the way to do it? I, I don't know. Is is it the something like the Bielitsa trade that I was talking about or Davis Bertans or, or something? Uh, I don't know. But Danny Ainge said, and I'll read this other quote, uh, we haven't had very many teams. Let's say we've had eight or ten teams that have reached out that have asked us to do a deal. I think our draft picks have some interest. I think everybody always has interest in draft picks, especially teams that have just given them all away. So that's why draft picks are important. You know what team has given all of their draft picks away? Houston Rockets. Given them all away to get Russell Westbrook. And they need draft picks. And they want draft picks. And so, as I wrote on Mass Live, uh, and this I wrote it a month ago, I tweeted it out again today, that the Celtics have technically the capability of matching salaries up to $16.5 million using Daniel Tice, um, Ennis Cantor, and Romeo Langford. Those three guys combined match, like you can, you can go up to 125% of the salary incoming to, and it still technically matches. And their salaries can match up to $16.5 million. And Clint Capella makes 14.9, basically, a little under that. So they can theoretically match that salary. The problem with the Capella thing is Houston has one open roster spot. So they can do a two for one. To do a three for one, they're going to have to move somebody. They cannot, and I stress, they cannot take back three for one and do like an immediate cut of that third person. So let's say they said, all right, yeah, we'll take Carson Edwards. And they immediately cut him, even though he, they, he has to have a roster spot. So they would have to cut somebody that they have and then bring in a third person. That's complicated for Houston because they're a tax paying team and their owner has very clearly wanted to avoid the tax if at all possible or if they're going to pay the tax, they better be it better be worth it. And so cutting dead money, cutting money and just leaving dead money on the on their cap uh, 
even even a little bit, that could be exponentially problematic for the Rockets. So they could pull a move. They could do other moves to kind of clear away some money and clear away some space. There could be a third team involved that helps, and the Celtics can send out enough to, you know, may, maybe Cleveland. You know, you get Cleveland involved, you throw them a second-round pick for the right to, of taking, I don't know, Carson Edwards or something, let's just say. Um, considering the way he shoots in Cleveland, maybe they would want him. You know what I mean? Like maybe they should give up a first round pick for Carson Edwards, but, uh, there are ways to do it. And I think it depends on the Celtics motivation to what what are they going to do? Are they willing to give up Tice and Cantor and picks? It's, It's the picks are the thing. If Houston does a deal like that, the picks are the thing. And does the Memphis pick plus the Celtics pick, or whatever a combination of picks. And yeah, it, you know, a first round pick, two first round picks. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take. I really don't. But the Memphis pick, at least, they're going to want something that they can flip because the reason they're trading Capella is to bring in assets that they can then flip to get a wing. So bringing back somebody like Daniel Tice, like that's a very serviceable, like that works for them. You can get Tice, like he's obviously a very good center. He he does the job. The question now becomes like, how much does Houston want this? And how much does Boston want to give up those things for Clint Capella? Like you look at a game like tonight, first of all, there's they lack depth and Robert Williams is still hurt. And... They kind of needed both those guys. They kind of needed Ennis Cantor. And if something happens and one of them goes down, or if they trade those guys and something happens and, and you know, uh, Clint Capella catches whatever injury bug that happens to these guys, then that could be, then what? Then, then you're really screwed because you only have a small ball option. And Poirier. Like, that's, I, I don't know. I, you can make strong arguments, I think and have a, a, a back-and-forth debate on this. But Danny Ainge basically said, we're looking to shore up our bench. We've got too many young guys, and and teams want picks. Celtics have all of that. There are teams out there. I, I don't think Capella's the number one target. That's my guess. I don't think he's the number one target. I think they'd probably rather shore up their bench a different way. So we'll see... How that plays out, the trade deadline is Thursday, so anything can happen between now and then. We're going to keep an eye on it. I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'll be around the team, so hopefully if anything pops up, I can hear something and let you guys know. Definitely be talking about it here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, so all of you new listeners, make sure you subscribe to the show. And again, welcome aboard. I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope this is something that you continue to make part of your daily routine. We're here for you Monday through Friday. It's free. It's daily. Five shows a week. So go ahead and subscribe. You regular listeners, give us that five-star rating, that good written review. It really, really helps. We're the number one rated Celtics podcast all of all podcasts. This is the number one Celtics podcast. And I'm going to try my best to keep it number one and give you a good show Monday through Friday. So thanks for all of the support. And thanks for sharing the podcast and telling everyone to listen to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.
Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.